Excellent. So here we are on the Monday after Christmas, December 27th, 2021. The wild card here on Monday evening, as usual. Let's see what's going to happen. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. And we had another person join in. I welcome you if you want to. Feel free to say your name and location. Hi, hi. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Welcome, Jeannie. Good evening. Thank you. Hi. And let me, let me say hello to everyone on BBS. And if you're not familiar with our format, we started out doing conference calls. And, and then we went on to having a show on BBS every Monday night. And then, good evening. Welcome to the call. Please say name and location. Roger in Austin. Good evening, Roger. Welcome. Good evening. Hi. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. We started off. Oops, here we go. Welcome to to the next caller. Please say name and location. Joy, Quinn, Washington. Welcome, Joy. Hi, Hi Joy. Joy. It's Bonnie and in California. Hi. Welcome, Hi, Bonnie. Bonnie. Hello. Bye-bye. Hi. So we started out doing, trying to do a regular radio show on BBS. Someone else joined in. Welcome. Say it location. Uh, yes, Lauren from Fox Washington. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Hi, Lauren. We started out. We started out doing a regular radio show, and I didn't like it. I couldn't get the energy right. So we went back to doing conference calls and put our conference calls on the air. And <laughs> we've been doing this now for quite a few years, and people get pretty interested in what we do. Welcome, Antonio. And Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi, Joy. Hi. Hi, Lauren. Hello. Hi, Bonnie. And Hi. And this is this is not a regular radio show, okay? Someone else did join in. Good evening to you. Welcome. Please say name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. As I was saying, when somebody comes in, we stop everything and let them say hello, okay? And um, it's... Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. Uh, my name is Sean from Vancouver, Canada. Hey, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi, guys. Nice to be back. Hello. Good evening. Hi, Cecil. Hey. Oh, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Sure. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't Cecil. I, uh, I heard him laugh. <laughs> I don't think it's... Yeah. Hey, and Sean? Yes, sir. I really appreciate I really appreciate your energy on the calls. You make oh, a wow. difference. You feel it? You can tell the difference. Oh, yeah. Well, that's oh, fantastic. It, 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 
if you like to hear that. Over time, I think you're going to get an extreme amount of stuff out of what we do, if you haven't already. I'm kind of hoping so. And yeah, I I definitely feel stuff for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling our audience on BBS, why is this different? It's because now when I tell you this, you're not going to believe me when I say it. But be open to the possibility because I'm the biggest skeptic in the world. And, um, it has been consistent for 18 years. And um, we have these two group souls on the other side paying attention to our show. And they both have the ability in unique ways to connect with people on the call vibrationally. Now, we're not going to talk to them at all on this show. We talk to them on Wednesday, and we talk to them on Sunday. And on our other shows, they kind of give energetic support. Welcome to the conference call. Appreciate your location. Hi, hi. This is Cecil from the Great Northwest. Good evening, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi, family. Hello. So, Finn, do you want to um, get, get get going? Just a of thing. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Thank you for being here. A few of the things, at least. The recording has started. This is December 27th, 2021, two days after Christmas. And I was just explaining that these calls are kind of unique because aside from those of you who are listening in physical bodies, (laughs) we have Two teams on the other side. And don't believe this, okay? I mean, I wouldn't believe it if I heard it. So just be open to the possibilities. We have two teams, two group souls on the other side that I know about that are paying attention to us. Muted. And we we talk to them. But we don't talk to them usually on a Monday. We talk to them on Wednesday and Sunday. And we have a an archive website of thousands of our conversations with them where we have explored the deepest mysteries of the universe. Probably there's been no stone that's left unturned. And they've given us answers that have never been in this realm before about what goes on on what people call the other side. 
are in the larger matrix of the universe. And one of the group souls has identified themselves as the Council of Elohim. And when this first started happening, it happened in 2002, it was with a new girlfriend. They kept interrupting me and telling me, those guys want to talk to you again. And I would turn on a question, a tape recorder, and ask them questions. They said they were the Council of Elohim. And when I Googled the word Elohim, I found it was one of the names for God in the Old Testament. And it was the name the Mormons use for God. The other one identified itself as the raw group. And they're not the sun god of Egypt, although the sun god in Egypt, Ra the sun god, was a result of negative beings trying to imitate the real Ra, which was a group soul made up of graduates of this realm. So the Elohim never had bodies here. The Ra group, all of them did. They did it on the planet Venus. And, you know, there's a Buddhist terminology that goes getting off the wheel of reincarnation. And that's real, because we do reincarnate and it is possible to graduate from having the need to reincarnate. And that happened. And there were millions of graduates a long time ago. And they didn't actually have bodies in this realm. They had bodies on the planet Venus. And both of those groups are paying attention to us. And don't ask me how I know, and don't believe me because I said it, but if you listen to a few of our calls, you'll get the feeling for it. And um, they answer questions, they tell us what happens when we die. They, we, we've asked them questions about every topic from ETs to Egypt. And they just rattled off the answers. And keeping to the same answers for years. And with that being said, they're not going to talk to us tonight. I don't think. You never know. I might, I might bring them in. But they're listening to us. And so... I had a new girlfriend. They kept saying they want to talk to me. And I'm trying to figure out if I trust them, who's talking. And we had some miracles. I knew there was, they were real. And finally, after six months, she left me. And she said, this is too weird. I'm scared of it. She was having panic attacks. And... um I called my old girlfriend up, 
who had mercy on me and came over while I was kind of suffering. In fact, um, she was very supportive of of um, Daphne and myself. And I remember one time, Daphne and I made a try of playing music together at a local restaurant in Pomona, California. And Terry was there um, playing a strawberry shortcake. Isn't that right, Terry? You seem unmuted on the council. Council. That's correct. I, I I bought him a strawberry shortcake, and then I kind of ended up being a secretary. People were me with him, and they came over and said, "Wow, oh, Daphne can really play the harp. I'm throwing a party. I'll give her two hundred dollars if she comes over and plays at my party." And they're coming over and asking questions, so they made a stir with her music. Did Daphne want to go over and play music? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she didn't seem interested. Um, in any case, in any case, when Daphne left me, Terry, I invited Terry to come over. And I was kind of suffering. And I was, you know, heartbroken, and also I had lost the connection with the Elohim, which she was bringing in. So when Terry came over, she woke me up, and a voice came through Terry and said it was the same Elohim. And when Daphne and I were together, I was giving a talk in Carlsbad, now Encinitas, California, at a metaphysical bookstore. Um, what was it called? Soulscape? Might have been called Soulscape. Or they I might have changed it to that. And we were browsing through the store, and Daphne picked a book up off the shelf called Voyagers. And she said, they want you to read this. And so I, of course, I bought it at that point. And, and it was a pretty crazy time because I was writing the reincarnation of Edgar Cayce. Um, my, my girlfriend was channeling the Elohim, and I was getting dream messages from the Ra group. And there was a complete unreality about it. I said, how can this be happening to me? And, and so I bought this book, Voyagers, and I couldn't quite understand it. It was so complex. And it was supposedly based on channeled material. 
And this woman had a group called the Guardians coming through her. And they were going into the most sophisticated explanations about how everything worked. And all of the different ET groups that were involved in the creation of life on Earth. And and it, I didn't understand it. And then it came to a point, a couple of points, that directly related to what I was doing. And I still go back and refer to that book, even now. And I did a talk on it a couple of years ago about what I discovered in it and how it related to the work I was doing. And I'm going to play that talk here as a... um, Hang on a second... As our wild card show tonight, and I think it is how long is it? It's forty-eight minutes long, so this is just a good time to start it. And here we go. Started. This is twelve twenty-one, two thousand and twenty. Win and Terry. I see she comes up with Terry Angle Brown, right? (laughs) Who did that? Wynn and Terry in Sedona, Arizona. And on these calls, we have been talking, and I'm sure everybody knows the story, to uh, these group souls that have been answering are every question. And when this this first actually happened, started in 2012 with um, a woman named Daphne who sometimes comes on the calls now. And I was doing a talk in Encinitas at a book and I see if I can validate it over time. I do that with our sources as well. That the the secrets of Amente. Things that are going on behind things that are going on behind the scenes on the other side and regarding Earth. And as I was reading it, even though they recommended that um, I read it.
that doesn't mean I'm going to believe it, right? But what, the way I work is I take what they say and I put it in my own memory banks, like in a folder, and I see if I can validate it over time. I do that with our sources as well. When I, when I get something really, really far out, I I don't just say that's true because it came through my channelings. I go over it in any number of which ways to see if I can really stand behind it. Except, you know, rather than just say, the Elohim said this, so it's true. Well, they did tell me to buy this book. And and that does not mean I believed it. But I've been tracking it now for years. And it just seems to consistently prove itself. Even in the times we're in right now, they were talking about the various plans the negative has for this realm and how they're going to try to pull it off and how the consciousness of people can shift it. But it's not written in in your normal New Agey language. And in fact, I'm going to read some bits of it. And, you know, even I... It, it take they refer to a lot of things um which even I don't know what they all are, but the one thing that did trigger me early on, and I don't see if I have something on the page here was maybe I should read this first because it was. One of the things, you know, at this time in 2002, I was in the middle of writing the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, and this was my first introduction to the Ra group. And initially, when I heard the name Ra, like many people, very restless. Uh, no, I'm going to mute myself. Ah? I muted myself. Thank you. Okay. When you hear the name Ra, you think of the Egyptian sun god. No one thinks of a group soul until 1981 when Carla Rucker started channeling and her work has gotten more and more recognition over the years. Okay. So, but I had gotten the idea through 
one of Wilcox's channelings, which was in the book, and as you've heard me say this, we came to you in our religion, mainly Christianity. And of course, this is allegedly from the same Ra group, the group soul that graduated in this realm. And we came to you in our religion, mainly Christianity, but we don't speak in those terms much anymore because of the way religion screwed it up. And I am thinking, did they really just say that? (laughs) I said, they came to us in our religion. What do they mean by that? Christianity was their religion? What role did they play? And keep in mind, I am just a beginner at that point. And I recognize the wisdom in Wilcox Challenge. I knew that there was a great understanding of how things work. But I couldn't prove in in any way, shape, or form that there was such a thing as a group soul that graduated this realm and that was now acting on the other side to assist us to graduate. And I did study the Carla Rucker channelings. And nowhere in the Carla Rucker channelings did the Ra group make any indication they had a connection with Jesus. And Carla happened to be a Christian. And she happened to go to church every Sunday. Edgar Casey happened to be a Christian. And he went to church. And if all my premises are correct, if Wilcock is channeling the rock group, so was Edgar Casey. So in this book that I'm referring to, there was a very interesting thing that came up. And they talked about the Rock Confederacy. And this was the first time I ever heard anyone use the word Ra outside of... um, the Egyptian sun god, okay? Now I want to see where the best place is to read. Now I'll try to explain things as far as I understand them, as I read this. 
I know there'll be things you don't understand, and I don't completely understand, okay? The transfer of guardianship of the power of the blue flame 10,000 years ago resulted in the instrumentation of two more genetic frequency seals being placed upon the members of the sixth race Melchizedek cloisters, cloisters who are associated with Templar distortions of the sacred law of one. Now there, I just understood that, the sacred law of one. And also on the descendants of the Templar Melchizedek or races who interfered with them and picked up their genetic Cody. Now, the Melchizedeks were just some group. Now, it just so happens, you know, historically, Melchizedek was a priest with the Hebrews, and it's the name for the priesthood in the Mormon church. Okay. And now, they're talking about the Templar seals. What we're talking about is really interstellar, interdimensional, celestial mechanics and that it's an area that is being worked on by various groups both positive and negative to impact and download changes into 3D into our realm I just want to get here just a moment. Now, here is the start of the session or the reading that kind of blew my mind at the time. Now, just remember, I've got this idea in my mind that the Ra group is connected with Christianity. And I have, you know, up till now I have more evidence to that. But at that time, all I had was Wilcock, one of Wilcock's channelings, saying we came to you in our religion. So what does that mean, our religion? And I started thinking, could it be the Ra group who was directing Jesus in the time he physically manifested? I didn't know the answer. 
And I certainly wasn't going to repeat that and say it was true. I just left it as a question mark. So now, here we go on page 34. Only the Elohim, the Axiom Entity Family, and the Rock Confederacy Families of the Azorites and the Agamonites from the Metagalactic Core are the Benisa Enrites from HU5 had the power to release the Templar Axian seal and would do so only for humans who gained their favor through serving the truth of the sacred law of one. Well, let me go back and 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 and, and I think they explained this more about these Templar Axian seals. And let me go back and tell you what I remember learning. That we have seven chakras. And the chakras had seals placed upon them. And these seals would, according to this book, these seals would block the energy of the chakra from going into the higher realms unless the individual demonstrated knowledge, working knowledge, of the sacred law of one. And then, let me just keep reading this and I'll show you a little more, okay? The Templar Axian seal became as a curse upon the human lineage as the distortion was passed on genetically as the Melchizedeks and their Hebrew hybrids interbred with each other with other racial strains. The Templar seals were passed on in whole or in part to incarnate souls who did not have the prior affiliation fragments of the Templar seals that passed on genetically created a variety of incarnational 
and essential problems for anyone involved with them. The seals were to remain intact for those who prior, whose prior affiliation was the Templar Solar Initiates Templar Melchizedek warranted such security measures, but attempts were made to help purge unattended Templar seals Templar seal holders of their genetic burden. So what they're saying here is if someone had these Templar seals on their chakras, they would be passed down genetically to the children and the grandchildren. The Elohim, the Syrian Council of HU2, and the Pleiadians all assisted in this plan, offering ascension teachings through which the burden the burdened races could purge their genetic code of the Templar seals. In other words, the Templar seals were locking people into this realm. Okay? And then here is the sentence when I first read this that kind of blew me away. Templar seals can only be removed when this is approved by the Rock Confederacy and its axioms, Ammonite and Azurite. Gestalt families, the entities who orchestrated in a second, the entities who orchestrated the Templar ceilings in order to protect Earth and Tara. And Tara is like a higher octave of Earth. So you notice they say the seals could only be removed by the Rock Confederacy which certainly sounded like the Rock The Templar seals still affect a majority of the present human population 
and the Elohim, the Pleiadians, the Syrian Council, and other assistance from the highs. Harmonic universe still with assist Okay. Through spiritual training, humans are led to at least a rudimentary understanding of the sacred law of one. Of course, those of you who pay attention to our work would know the law of one is a direct moniker of the Ra group. And once the education has taken hold, the Elohim or other helpers take the incarnate through the astral planes Just a moment here. This is hard to read, so put up with me. The Elohim, our other helpers, take the incarnates through the astral planes. If the incarnate's fourth DNA strand is plugged in into a meeting station, within the eighth dimension metagalactic core. There the incarnate's personal morphogenetic field is evaluated to determine if Templar sealing is in order as a planetary security measure. And if the seals are unwarranted, the Elohim petitioned the Rock Confederacy to remove any trace of the Templar seals. If the Rock Confederacy agrees, the seals are removed and the incarnate's consciousness is allowed to pass through the eighth dimension where the DNA imprint in the morphogenetic field is repaired. Now, in translating this, making an understanding to the vocabulary we normally use, and I might ask Kerry about this, because, you know, there's a place called the Heaven Realm, where people get repaired. They come in from the lower dimensions. And Terry, do you, do you want to make a comment and, and tell me if that sounds like what she's talking about here using different language? I don't know if Terry's tracking this. Let me see. 
Yeah, I'm here. Um, you know, so far, everything that you've said is tracking. Hello? When? When? Daddy, you're live on the call, honey. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we went. He came in to I see if I here I am. Yeah. I was muted. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, it's been an interesting book. I didn't read it. Uh, but every now and then, um, like, I'd look up something in it uh, to see if it tracked with what the sources were saying. And sometimes when would, like, the sources would come through or something and when would say, well, you know what, that's what... Uh, that book said and yeah. I'd look it up and yeah it would and uh, I I started you know, to try I, to I, read it but it was I, I remember I remember really hard reading that, for me the, the um, even predicted there was a lot of words I didn't book. understand and, uh, but oh, when I channel something then I'd go look it up um, in book, and it would jive. I don't know what happened to when. Uh, I'm here. Can you hear me? He's back. I don't think he's back. I don't think he's back yet. Now. Yeah. But like I'll you say, there, I also he's have that book, and it, it it's very confusing when I read it. I mean, I just goes way above my comprehension. Uh, yeah, and me too. It's like I read a little bit and then I stop because uh, it just doesn't make sense. Vin is back. Vin? I'm back. Hello? Okay. Um, okay. So what they're saying, though, is the Templar seals... You know, our sources, Jerry, did you think, I missed what you said, because I dropped out. Did it make any sense to you? Well, a lot of times uh, you would say, well, that's what uh, the the book said, uh, like the sources had come up with something, and you'd say, oh, the book said that. And mm -hmm. uh, so... There was that tracking, but every time I try to read it, I just give up because it was so confusing. I mean, the Elohim, the Tish and the Rock Confederacy, we might do a channeling on this, and I'll ask some questions, to remove any trace of the Templar seals. If the Rock Confederacy agrees, the seals are removed. I mean, in simple, simple language... We're trapped in the lower realms unless the seals are removed. And that unless somebody demonstrates uh, understanding and a working of the law of one, the seals are not removed because they want to block any more service to self entities from getting into the higher realms. Okay? In other words, there are service to self in the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension, 
and uh, they don't want earthbound people to 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 get there if they're not honoring the law of one. Okay. And if the Raw Confederacy agrees, the seals are removed, and the incarnate's consciousness is allowed to pass through the eighth dimension. And I don't know how she is um, grading dimensions, but it's not by the raw thing. It's probably by the 13 dimensions. The seals are removed, and the incarnate consciousness can pass through the eighth dimension where the DNA imprint in the morphogenetic field is repaired. The eighth dimensional meeting place and passage way into the metagalactic core is often referred to as the eye of the Elohim or the galactic core. Humans not bearing Templar sealed distortions can pass through this dimensional portal once they have fully evolved their seventh DNA strand. Those bearing the Templar seals must be assisted by the Elohim, Azerites, Ammonites, or their many helpers in order to pass through the eighth dimension to heal their DNA of Templar distortions. Others who rightfully bear the Templar seals can find freedom through working with the lessons of love, unity, and equality as as taught through the sacred law of one. Where these lessons are learned, the incarnate's consciousness is no longer a threat to interplanetary security and assistance in lifting the Templar's seals will be provided. We will not address... What are you going to say? Is it your understanding that the seals uh, divide the chakras into, uh, like, the seven chakras? And that no. if you no. take the seals it's away, not, that you, you would uh, be able to be one integral sphere? No. It's not my understanding that the seals divide the chakras. You know, I've had, we've had conversations about this particular topic and that the negative can have their chakras open, okay? And the negative can open the fourth chakra, the heart chakra, but it's all about loving themselves. But the energy field can be open. In other words, I know this is true. I've watched people who I know are service to self and how do they open their chakra? They make everybody love them, and it opens it up. And if you keep yourself where people are constantly giving you energy from their heart chakras, it opens yours. And oftentimes, I mean, people don't know what's going on. Um, but 
because the chakra is open, normally that would give them access to the fourth density when they ascend or when they die, okay? And that there was a reason not to want to let them into that density to let any more negative service to self in there. Because if there were too many, you'd probably end up with something similar to what's happening on our planet right now. Do you follow that? Terry? Not completely. Okay. How about you, Heise? Did you follow it? Sum up, yes. I was going to say, when you mentioned those those who um, want to be left, I was going to say Hollywood. Right. (laughs) Okay. And then if people are close, if people are close, then they they indicated they work with them. If, If they trust their understanding of the law of one, like, Say, if I was going to interpret this for those of you on this call, coming on this call, I know you are gaining your knowledge and understanding of the law of one, but you may still have distortions that are in your way. But if if you have the understanding of the law of one, it sounds to me it sounds to me like the heaven realms that they work with you, they repair your DNA at the higher levels and let you graduate. That's what I think they're saying. Now, keep in mind, um, it was the Elohim through Daphne that told me to get this book. Okay? And um I still have to scrutinize it. But this just may may be a more complex way of understanding this whole graduation ascension thing. Um, And I do remember one time uh, when Daphne was channeling, Something came through her that identified it as the Melchizedek group, as I recall. And I don't know where that channeling is and what we said. And I don't think I challenged them about what's in here. I don't know if I had read it at the time. The field containing the seal was removed from the sphere of Amente and placed within the planet core Halcyon within the the Pleiadian star system, which required the seal bearer to evolve within the Pleiadian star system for a time as pure consciousness before being able to ascend through the sphere of Amente to rebirth within the sixth race on Tara. The fourth strand distortion of this seal 
created a polarization within the fourth heart chakra, which corresponds to fourth dimensional frequencies, and a barrier within it created a separation within the astral awareness, creating a lower and higher astral identity. The lower astral identity became known as the evil twin or the dweller on the threshold within some religious teachings. Um, the higher level density fragments of subpersonalities of the lower level created a chaotic emotional force that came to be known as the shadow self, exaggerating the human's primitive emotional impulses. The second strand distortion also made it impossible for these humans to successfully interbreed with other species from Earth or from the stars. It caused an amplified blockage between the first, second, and third chakras, blocking out clear communication with the body consciousness and with the Earth's elemental kingdom. The fifth strand distortion made the physical body unable to transmute or ascend. So the consciousness would have to rebirth into the six races on Tara to continue evolution. The Templar Axiom Seal did all of this and more. It is a seventh dimensional seal, which means that once the consciousness had managed to ascend to Tara, it could not evolve into the seventh races and reclaim the immortal body, the immortal body, and ascend out of matter form. The Axian seal required the soul continuous innumerable cycles of birth and rebirth within the earlier races until the time when Tara and Earth would merge. The six-based tone of the first strand, six-based tone of the fifth strand, and each base tone of the sixth strand of DNA were all removed from the morphogenetic field. The genetic configuration of the Templar Axiom seal was the original meaning behind the symbolism of 666. And these numbers also figured prominently in the early building of the Great Pyramid, for the seal had originally been applied to the Syrian Anunnaki, who assisted in the construction of this machine. The 666 became the trademark members of the Syrian Anunnaki, who, who 
refused to accept leadership from the HU2 Syrian Council. All right. <laughs> I suspect that everyone is totally confused now. And uh, I think... Hang on a second. Unmuted. Sir, yeah, but I, I liked your explanation about the stuff, although, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is deep material, very deep material. You know, the thing that was amazing to me, and I'll just tell you, that the time that I got that book was just the time that I was writing The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey. And I was talking to the Elohim through Daphne. And I was first getting the idea that the Ra group played a part in Christianity. And I didn't know what, I didn't know how. You know, we've answered those questions over many years. But at the time, I was, you know, getting that idea. And when I read this book, they were talking about it as the Rock Confederacy. And I said, that must be the same as the Rock Group. And it was one chapter they were saying that the Rock Confederacy was responsible for removing the Templar seals to allow somebody to graduate this realm. And they had to demonstrate their understanding of the law of one. Now, it's interesting. Now that we're talking to the Ra group more directly, I might revisit those questions with them and see what comes up. But... And then it said, in Voyagers, and in some traditions, this became known as Judgment Day. And because they would be evaluating whether they could remove those seals. And, and then it said, if somebody was close, they could go to higher realms uh, as a you know, it seemed like they were talking about the heaven realms, but at the time, at the time, I didn't, um, I wasn't, I don't think Terry had ever talked about the heaven realms. But going back, where somebody could be helped to open themselves up so they could continue their graduation process, and that blew my mind because it was the only other time ever that I ever heard. Of Ra, the Ra group doing something like that, and it seemed to correspond that that might have been the Ra group that was working with Jesus, which I hadn't come to a conclusion that that was true. Uh, it was just one comment in the reincarnation of Edgar Casey that pointed me in that direction, and uh, this was kind of like a semi-confirmation that kept me um, 
looking at that and asking questions about it over quite a few years. Been seven or four. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go. All right. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you found if, that. If you're listening in on BBS Radio, we go over to our Whole Planet Healing Conference call, and it will be broadcast at this station through BBS. So hang in there if you want to listen to this. Thank you all. This session okay. is no longer being recorded. Goodbye. The Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? You're on BBS Radio. Uh, Lauren, support. All right. Hi, BBS. Hi, Lauren. Hi, BBS. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Roger. Joyce from Washington. Hi, Roger. Hi, Joyce. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Monica. You ruined my line. Hi, Monica. <laughs> we're still on. We're still on for tonight, Joy. The twenty seventh. Um, yeah. I remember Joy. <laughs> I, I just Listen. had to send me the sensation. Antonio, you were coming in. I, I Everybody was coming in. Yes. I was feeling I like went. the room was filling up. <laughs> the room <laughs> I was in was filling up as you were all coming in. That was neat. Mm-hmm. All right. 706, Antonio, thank you for being here. Antonio? Yes, 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 yes. Stop making your rendezvous with women public. One <laughs> <laughs> desire or rendezvous. Vin, do will it. you take the mic initially or are you going to give it to Jackie? Uh, I don't know. And, and hello to BBS. You are yes, well. thank you for well, being here, BBS. Yeah. Um, Jackie, you know what? I'll present? say a couple. Uh, why don't I say just a couple words, really short, and then I'll introduce oh, to Jackie. That's what you always say. Your short only words. words and only short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you mute Antonio, please? Don't <laughs> <laughs> be the car salesman. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay. Muted. The recording has started. This is December 27th, 2021. Everybody, everywhere. And this is Whole Planet Healing. And we just transitioned from one of our other shows. And usually I don't talk about something other than Elohim and Roderick. But that was a replay, and I thought it was quite interesting. And, you know, one of the things about that book, Voyagers, that I I remember reading years ago now, okay? Like, that was in 2002 that I got that book. And... um was they said one of the plans of the negative was to have a virus and vaccines to kill the population, okay? And, uh, and of course, at the time I read it, I said, can this be true? And, of course, I think it might be. I mean, it almost happened exactly as they predicted it. And getting back to the whole plan of healing, 
This call is a co-creation. We've been doing calls now for 18 years with these two group souls. And in two calls a week, we talk to them. And we're getting a body of information that we've been posting online that people have compared to the work of Edgar Casey. It's different. It approaches it from a different angle. But it's that comprehensive. And, um, you know, nobody ever studied Edgar Casey while he was alive. So we might have that same honor. I don't know. But um, I know what happens to people that start reading or listening to all those calls that are in our archives with mostly channelings by Terry. And um, in addition to having this encyclopedic work of all of this material, which we're trying to, you know, um, um, transcribe them all. We have a number of them transcribed, but probably less than 15 or 20 percent. You know, they need to be compiled into books. And, um, but, but aside from this huge knowledge of how the universe works, these group souls have the ability to energetically extend themselves into our realm. And they say, they are on this line right now. They're paying attention to everyone on the line that is not afraid of being paid attention to. And, uh, of course, we have other calls where people ask them questions, and they prove they're paying attention on that call because they know about people. They can tell people their conflicts and 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 even sometimes their health issues. That's on Wednesday at 6 p.m. And it's a channeled call where people submit questions. And um, on this call, they are on the line energetically. And we're going to be going through a whole... What's the word? A whole list of things that we would like to see shift on our planet. And um, I'm convinced that we make a difference in whether they shift because of being on this call. We've seen miracles happen as a result of this call. And I hope you'll stay with us. And, and we're going to be reading, we're not channeling live, but Bonnie is going to read a little excerpt from one of our conversations to help give you the idea of who these, who these guys are that we're talking to. And, and for example, the Elohim don't have bodies. They're pure energy. They can expand. I'm quoting them now 
I can't say this is true, but I know they can expand. But they, they say they can expand as big as a galaxy or as small as an atom. And they're listening to us right now. And they're listening to me. And they're feeling you. And as you go through this call, you might just notice that it's kind of a background energy. It comes in in the spaces. And I turn it over to Bonnie. Well, first we would like to see so. Go ahead, Jackie. Okay. Oh, yeah, Jackie. <laughs> thanks, thanks for not listening, Bonnie. Well, at least I, I'm not I, mixing you up with Jennifer. <laughs> I thought you were leapfrogging <laughs> over I everybody. <laughs> well, <laughs> so so welcome to everyone uh, from BBS who hung on there for this second hour because this um, call is specialized and everyone here has come into the call to volunteer their time, energy, and service to help heal the planet, as well as so many other concerns that we have that are going on. And we officially start the call by calling in Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who recites an invocation that requests energetic protection for ourselves and this call and the work that we do, along with shielding us from any negative interference. So Cecil, thank you for calling in the light tonight. Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxy, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, after the invocation, but before the rest of the call, we usually have Wynn come back in. He may say a few more words. 
But uh, then he'll introduce his partner, Terry, who will share some of her thoughts with us. Wynn? Or Terry? We can't hear anyone. Wynn dropped out just now. So, Terry, please go ahead. Hi, everybody. Well, I will go first. Uh, Wynn has the most amazing ability to seek questions and to ask them to the sources. And then I'm able um, to um, sort of emerge with them, and, and then they give me concepts. And then um, we put them into words. Uh, we just, uh, on the call just before this, went into um, a book that he uh, discovered that talks about uh, some of the um, advanced places the individual can uh, go uh, when they leave this realm. Now, I thought it was fascinating. Up until this point, I wasn't really able to understand the book. You brought it home, and I tried to read it, but I I didn't. I, I mostly failed. But every now and then, I'd channel something, and I'd go and look it up in the book, and it correlated uh, as nearly as I could tell with that book. Um, and he has the most amazing ability to ask questions, which is great, because I was a physics major in college, and I was asking all these questions. My questions were more metaphysical than physics questions, so I, I think what we're doing now is absolutely wonderful. When uh, are you back yet? He, he doesn't, doesn't know, maybe. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. No, but um, yeah. Jackie, let's have us move in just to the next. Yeah. 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 We'll just continue. I, I was just going to say that both of the Voyager books are really interesting, but um, I had to read them like three times and then create a flow chart and spreadsheet <laughs> before it finally sunk into my brain. They're very excellent books. But right now, we are going to have a reading. By the way, by the way another... I, I, got, yes? I, got, I got dropped out, didn't I? Yes, yes you, you did. did. You haven't been here. We've okay. continued. You know what? We're moving I, was doing the, I was doing this great talk, and then I turned it over to you, and I hear you. And I wasn't room, there. And I said, I think Terry must have gotten an important phone call. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was me who wasn't there. But go ahead. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I and, I and Terry, my... Terry did did get an important phone call. This one. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you want to add anything, Terry or Wynn? Okay, I'm we're going to move on. To Bonnie next. All right, from, Corona, from Corona, California, and uh, she normally does 
a uh, reading from a channeling from the archives of thespiritchannel.net. Um, but this week, I believe we are still doing some readings of excerpts from the Terry Friedman book, The Man Who Walked with Jesus. So, Bonnie, tell me if I'm right or not. Mr. Bright. <laughs> Uh, actually, I thought we would take a break from that for uh, a day, and I really want to share with you a little piece of the book that is in the works right now, uh, where Wynn and Carla Rick Ruckert had collaborated, and they had, I think, a series of 10 ses- three-hour sessions of the Law of One Made Simple, where they read from the book and discussed the material. And it's just really fun because you get to hear, um, you know, you get to kind of dive a little deeper into that heavy, those heavy concepts. And you get to hear uh, Carla's take on on things when uh, one day Carla couldn't make it, so we they had... Jim McCarty filling in, um, and it's it's going to be really interested when interesting when it's all together. But this is just a little piece from that, and I don't know where in what chapter it is or what book it is. I just have it right here. And when and Carla had been talking about uh, this twenty five thousand year cycle that the planet has goes through and when says so we are at the end of a cycle now and that means that this energy flow is higher than it's ever been in recorded history of mankind for this particular planet and Carla Ruckert adds and now and I'm going to I'm just going to add that this is not uh, channeled information. This is Carla. This is coming from Carla's heart, okay? And she says, for this particular planet, because there are many, many planetary systems that have gone through the densities, which is what Wynne is working up to talking about. There are a number of densities in an octave of creation, and we're in the third of seven parts of the octave, just like there are are eight notes in an octave, seven notes, and then the repetition of the first on an octave higher. So we begin in timelessness, and then first density is the density of earth, air, wind, fire, the elements, and the four directions, as Indians use that term. And then the second density is animals and plants. The third density is where we are. We're in the first first density where there are mind, body, spirit complexes. The spiritual has entered into the mind and the body. So instead of simply turning towards the sun the way the flowers do, we are searching for the light 
in the fourth density then we're that we're graduating into we're going into the density of love and there is the fifth density and the sixth density is the density of unity where harmonization takes place between love and wisdom and this seventh density is called the density of foreverness or sometimes the density of forgetting because it's where we become so involved in the creator that we simply turn our back on all we have learned and all that we have become because our desire has become totally unified in the desire to rejoin the infinite oneness of creation. And we plummet back into timelessness in that beautiful, magical end of the octave, which is the beginning of the next octave of creation. And I just thought that was a really beautiful uh, sum up of all the densities. And and I just love Carla's energy. And so that's all I got for you today. I love you guys. I'll turn it back to you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. That was a wonderful description of the densities and a perfect counterbalance to the Voyager material. So we are going to move on and join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, who does this next segment. She researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic events that have occurred on our planet. And this is because our sources have asked us to keep not only us, but them informed of these current activities so that they could add their energy and focus with us. Now, they've also suggested that the best thing, the most beneficial thing we can do is to send a calming energy to Mother Earth. So let's join Jennifer as she takes us on a tour of all of these areas of concern so we can send that gentle energy, that calming energy for a benign outcome. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. Um, if you haven't done this before, the uh, listeners on BBS, just follow with us in your mind's eye. We're going to go around the world, and we're going to send calm. I also invite Mother Earth to join with us on our journey. Tonight, we're going to begin in Hawaii, as we usually do. The Big Island of Hawaii today had a very calm day. Um, we had rumbling around the hala largest of only was which only 2.4 and we had one earthquake out in the sea at an undersea volcano called Mawihi. We had 2.1 out there and then I was kind of surprised today to see there was a small 1.8 over by Kilauea. Kilauea has been fairly quiet in the last couple of weeks. So let's just take a quick moment and send calming like we encase the whole island in a circle of love light and send it down to deep, deep, deep underneath where the fault lines are, the hot spots, fracture zones, and undersea volcanoes. And just send love light down. Now we're going to head south down to um, New Zealand region. <clears throat> On the 
islands of New Zealand itself, just three. We just had, that's basically rumblings. And then we moved north up to Tonga, which is along the trench, the main trench that runs through that region. We had a 5.4. And then we moved westward, 4.7, at Loyalty Islands, over to Indonesia, where we had all sorts of fours. Uh, but we did have 4.9. I couldn't find anything larger. We turned north towards Japan, where we had a 5.2 in Japan and a couple of other fours and threes. Continuing northward to the Russian area, we didn't have any seismic, but Shibaluch is exploding, <laughs> erupting, and it's very explosive. So we said that area calm. Then we come over eastward to Alaska, very quiet day, 3.6 out on Akiok Island, and that's out in the Aleutians, 3.6 out there. That was all in the Aleutians, and then we just had low levels on land. That was quite a good day. Moving down through Canada, nothing reported, but as we come down into the U.S., Washington, we had a very small 1.4 in Snoqualmie, and Mount Rainier is rumbling today. It's very calm. Continuing down to Oregon, out on the Blanco Fracture Zone. This is offshore. Uh, last week, we had a surprising swarm out in this area. Well, today, we had a 4.7 and then a 3.2. Nothing like what we occurred a week or so ago. However, this area is under great stress because as we come down a little bit further south into California area at Petrolia, we had a 2.3 and a 2.2, and that's basically on a step-type fracture there. So that really shows us, us that that Cascadia Basin, that whole area is under a lot of stress. So we do send calm to this whole area. Down into California, um, besides the petroleum, we just had low levels. Two, uh, the geysers are swarming. I want everyone to sort of calm down as soon as it's fault today. We had hit and miss here and there. But with everything that's happening around this area, it really is under stress. <clears throat> and then moving down through Southern Cal to Ridgecrest. This morning, and in the Long Valley, called Jenny, Jennifer, sorry to interrupt, but your sound yes. faded way out. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sitting in the same place. I moved my hand. Can you hear me good now? Yeah. Okay. I won't move. I won't breathe. Okay. <laughs> um, where were we? We were leaving California. Okay. Uh, before we leave the U.S., I want to mention Idaho, Stanley, Idaho, 2.5, Yellowstone area, Wyoming, Montana. These areas all have rumblings, uh, but they factor in to Yellowstone. So I always want to calm that area down. We did have a 4.5 in Stanton, Texas today, and I looked it up to see how deep it was. And I don't believe that this was from fracking. It was 400 kilometers deep. That doesn't sound like a fracker, fracking uh, earthquake to me. So let's just send Stanton, Texas, 
that is the, on the edge of the craton, what they call it, craton. So that could just be a natural occurrence. And then moving down through Mexico, we're still having a swarm at the Gulf of California. We had 12 earthquakes there. And down through Mexico, we had threes and fours. Guatemala, we had fuego erupting, no seismic. Panama, we had 3.7. Colombia, we had Nevada del Ruiz. Ecuador, 3.6. And we had San Jay and Reventador erupting there. Peru had no earthquakes, which is really odd. Um, but they did have Sabancaya erupting, 4.2 in Chile, Nevada State Chilean erupting, 4.0 in Argentina. And then off the coast of what would be um, Chile, there's a big fault out there, and it's called the Southern East Pacific Rise. We had a 5.0 out there today. And then moving down around the southern tip of South America and moving up to the Mid-Atlantic Ridge to Iceland. Um, Iceland has begun well, hasn't begun, it's already begun, <laughs> to become seismically active again. And they are looking for um, an earthquake, or I'm sorry, a new volcanic eruption. Uh, but the largest I found there today was a 3.1. I understand that it is um, vibrating almost constantly, though. Moving south to the Canary Islands, everything is calm. The seismic activity is under 2 which is fabulous. It looks like that volcano's uh, current eruption has indeed come to an end. And then we're going to move through the Strait of Gibraltar. We had 2.8 and less, always swarming there. And then running through real quick through um, Spain, France, Italy, Slovenia, all had two, Greece, fours, I mean, I'm sorry, threes, and Crete, which is in the Greek islands, had a four. Turkey, 3.8, Iran, 5.2, Afghanistan, 4.4, Pakistan, 5.2, and Myanmar, which used to be Burma, 4.7. And then that brings us back over to the Indonesian region. I'd like to thank you all for participating, and I'll send you all back to Jackie. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, Wynn will be taking us on his guided visualization in just a few moments where he will address many of the other issues that also concern us. But first, the phone lines will be unmuted, and you have the opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you are listening to us on BBS Radio or... Unmuted. This is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns into the light. And thank you all for your contributions tonight. I would like to put into orbit all the energy systems operating on a beautiful mother Earth to be enhanced uh, with our, our life-giving, our life-supporting uh, frequencies, uh, vibrations, and properties for the highest and greatest good. Thank you. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I want to put the awakening of the human family into the light. 
and enlist the Elohim's assistance and support in this awakening so that humans will not fall into the trap of believing the lies of the negative and so that every human being's precious free will is protected and preserved. Thank you. Tom in San Jose asking for support and protection for Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell and for Mike's uh, lawsuit. Thank you. I'd like to put everybody on this call into the level light for healing, regardless of the individual's need. Um, I'd like to also extend this to our family members, loved ones, and also pets. And I would also like to include our BBS listeners. Whatever your need is, silently put it in the light. And then I would like to also mention by name when it's Terry, we need to send them a lot of love light energy to increase their energy levels to continue this work. Um, also, Cecil and Betty need our prayers, Monica and Larry, Lauren in Washington, Tom and San Jose, White Dove and Willow, Phyllis in Washington, Joe T. in Washington, Antonio Jr., Sr., and Abby, Robert, who is successfully battling COVID and doing much better, um, Hyatt for healing, Kathleen for healing, Mimi for healing, Maxalina for healing, and I'd like to put myself in a field of energy, too. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Muted. This is Wynn. And um, we're going to do our visualization now with kind of a quick reach to our entire planet. And as I say these things, we're using our intention to potentially shift reality for the highest good of all concern and honoring free will. So it means we're not trying to force anyone to do anything and that whatever happens, the a part, you know, a natural kind of flow. One time I asked our sources, can we stop a nuclear weapon from going off? And they said we could if enough people asked. And we started having various miracles and phenomena occurring. And I became that they could make a difference in shifting things. And it's why we started this call. And if you notice, there's a number of people who are coming in, taking a part in it and making their contributions. And everyone here is volunteering, is in service. There's no hidden agendas. And we do it because we've had experience that has convinced us that it's worth our time 
to be here and do this. So everything I say, everything I point to, you can just imagine there is a energy tracking us each step of the way. And just be open to that possibility, okay? So we surround our planet with our group energy. And we now imagine that we can focus the love light of the universe, the Christ energy, down to the surface of our planet. And that we can lift the vibration wherever it's able to be lifted. And we quickly focus on the humans who are service to others, on the children and the young people who are the hope for the future. And we ask that they get wisdom and discernment so they do a better job. We go to the plant life on our planet, the trees, the bushes, and the grass. That takes the light from the higher dimensions and moves it through their trunks, their bodies, their stems, and their roots into the earth. We go to the animals of our planet, particularly the pets, who help their owners' chakras stay open. We go to the minerals and rocks. The fish and the sea life. and the dolphins and the whales. Now we go through the surface of the earth, into the interior of the earth, and we're going to send healing to the energy body of the earth, which is huge. It fills up the whole interior and a little bit of the exterior. And the earth has to process all these humans and their activities. And she goes into pain with all that she has to process. And we send her healing. And we go to the energy waves that travel through the earth that terminate in earthquakes and volcanoes. And we send calm energy. Then we go to the surface of the earth. And we're going to start out on the earthquake fault lines all over our planet. And there's three major zones. One is the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean. And we see calm energy coming down on this entire zone. 
and we go to the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. And we send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating through the ground into the earth and bringing calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, traveling from the North Pole through Iceland, down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, ending at the point where there's the tip of South America. We send calm energy down through this whole salted area, through the water, and into the ground underneath the water, bringing calm energy. We go to all of the other fault lines and potential earthquakes and volcanoes on our planet. We ask our sources to help find them and help send us calm energy to each one. And any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the Earth has to release stress, we ask that they can occur gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on our planet. And we start out with the coronavirus and its mutations. And we ask that it be rendered harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans and ask that they can be strengthened. We go to the toxins in vaccines and ask that they can be transmuted. We go to the awareness of humans, both the awareness down to the lower levels and the awareness up to the higher levels. We ask for qualities of discernment that humans can see what's going on on our planet beyond the media and fake news and manipulations. And we ask that humans can see up and catch the energy of the Christ source and the Elohim and Ra groups who can contribute 
to them. We send the Christ energy to all the people who are suffering on this planet, asking to give them a grab hold to pull themselves out of the circumstances which are causing the suffering. We go to the drafts on our planet and we ask for rain in all of those locations that are having reservoirs dry up, crops not being watered, and animals not drinking water. We ask for rain in all these areas. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that make people safe and protected. And if they're not there today, that we see them coming in in the future. Starting out with benevolence, empathy, courage, Leadership, integrity, we ask that those countries that are adversarial with each other can find ways and means of resolving their differences without resorting to violence. We go to interventions. This is where we ask our sources help. And we ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials, starting with radioactivity. Chemtrails. Viruses, COVID virus and its mutations, saying it once again. Radio frequencies and microwaves, which are toxic to humans. Nanobots, anything in food, air, water, or medicine. And we're going to bring the energy back to ourselves 
And we're part of this oneness on this planet. And if part of the exercise is to keep ourselves consciousness lifted above the chaos that's happening in the world right now. And so we see this energy of love light, Christ energy, coming through the galaxies. Through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of our planet, and landing on our roof, where we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through. And if we're comfortable, we can invite that energy into our home, let it move through our entire home, and transmute any negativity. We can let it move around the outside of our home, blocking any negative energies from the world. And we can invite that energy of the Christ through our body You see our chakras open up, each one. We can feel our space expanding. And we can actually move into our neighborhood and into our city. Letting go of our obstacles. Activating our DNA. We remind ourselves that we are each an aspect of the one infinite creator, temporarily experiencing these physical bodies on planet Earth. We do this call every night at 7 p.m. Pacific. And if you're listening on BBS and would like to participate with us in the future, you can go to the spiritchannel.net and our phone numbers are all listed. Monday and Wednesday, we do the calls live broadcast on BBS. And let me repeat that website once more. www.the 
spiritchannel.net. And it's been our experience that the people that come to this call regularly start getting a little more balanced in their life and they're not as rattled by all the things that are happening in the world right now. So you might try it out, not only for helping our planet, but helping yourself. And I thank everyone for being here and supporting this and the people from BBS who are listening. And we hope you'll come back. You have a very good night and a happy and joyous week. And if we don't hear from you, have a wonderful New Year's. And we'll see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.